Hi, Danielle. Hi, Mel. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. I've got my visitor in here with me, Mr. Mr. Kitty Cat. So. Yeah, I've noticed uh, good old Katie, who has uh, joined us for this podcast. Yes, I think like you can only see his eyes right now. He's such a dark cat. He's like a yeah. dark gray kitty cat. He's a cool cat. He doesn't usually come his- out and play, so... <laughs> Well, he seems quite content because I can see his little tail wagging away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Precious. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm doing great. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing good. And I'm looking forward to uh, us moving through the journey of the Fool and the Major Arcana. And I think that's why Katie's in the room, actually, because we're going to cover the lovers. It's true. My <laughs> my beautiful kitten cat. I love this cat. We have a special connection, so I wouldn't be surprised. Yes. So yeah, we're moving in, we're moving out of the Hierophant and moving into the lovers card. And, you know, the beautiful part about the lovers and the major arcana is this is the first time that we are experiencing self through self and not through the divine. This mm. is the moment where we get to make the choice and it's not a lesson being taught from an outer figure i.e. the divine spirit, whatever we want to call it. Now it's more of an internal shift that we're starting to ask ourselves. And as you know, most of us recognize the lovers in tarot and the major arcana as a feminine and a masculine standing next to each other in some form. You know, every uh, deck represents this slightly different And every deck has its own interpretation of what the lovers is. A lot of the newer decks has the lovers as a a relationship card. Um, But the way that I think Mel and I are going to produce this one is the, the, the duality within ourselves, the masculine and the feminine within ourselves. As we've talked about from the fool's journey through the high priestess, magician, the emperor, empress, and, you know, our uh, hierophant, we've been explaining that within us is a masculine and a feminine, something that receives and something that pushes out into the material world. And so this is the card that represents both. This is the card Mm -hmm. that represents both the masculine and the feminine form and how we're using this inside of this dual experience that is the world and how we're um, trying to combine the two and know when to use what part of ourselves and in what aspect of ourselves at what time. Mm. And thinking about all of those different aspects of sometimes the lovers represents choices in that path, doesn't it? You know, but, and it's not necessarily, it can look like that on the card and it can mean within your relationships. But as you've said in other um discussions it depends on the cards that sit either side of that as well that will indicate that more yeah so the lovers can be used in relationship form of course it can and even at the end of this segment i will give you a spread that can be interpreted either through self or through the relationship that you're in so that's kind of up to you so the lovers represents our duality inside of our feminine and masculine nature it's the notion that the whole being greater than the sum of its parts. Mm. So that's the role that this card kind of takes on for us. You know, the, the need for both our masculine and our feminine nature to play a role inside of the wholeness that is us and why that using both is 
is going to propel you forward in your evolution of self. Um, you know, it gives you this choice between two paths. So the question you can ask yourself when the lover's card appears is, do I perfect or do I evolve? Do I stand where I'm at and perfect what it is that I have within myself or inside of my relationships? Or is it time to evolve my value system and what it is that I'm creating for myself or for the relationship that I'm in? And so it's a really great question to ask yourself because again, we ask these simple questions, but they produce this depth of understanding. Sometimes things are needed to be perfected because the relationship with yourself or with another that you're in is doing quite well. And now you're just trying to evaluate at a deeper level. And although there is no such thing as perfection, you can take on more accessibility to who you are and try to tweak the things within you that need to be tweaked that we've learned through, let's say, we'll use the emperor and empress card, for example, you know, we've learned how to be a valued leader, how to lead correctly. But at the same time is what we're leading through the, through the source of uh, joy and love. Are we doing this because this is how we were taught to do this. Right. And then with the, the, when you talk about the empress, we're talking about the mothering, nurturing nature of ourself are what we nurturing, is it healthy for us? Is it requiring a more of a deeper insight into what love looks like inside of this mothering nature? Do I need more mm. places to heal? Do I have more places that need to be focused on so that I can bring the best side of myself out in, in either one of those masculine or feminine forms? Yeah, because it's also about if we're evolving, as you say, within that relationship or within that system where we want to perfect that, that's then about evolving our skills in the communication, isn't it? And being a lot more honest and developing that uh, harmonious way of relating to people and creating more fulfilling relationships and respect within that, because that's what helps, you know, if we're looking at relationships from the initial meeting that two people have when they really like each other and they've got that you know see the best in each other and then for a few months it can be really great and then they start to see aspects of each other that they're not so keen on or you know they, right. they might rule out somebody in the past if they showed that same aspect is then how do you work together to establish a better understanding of each other is through that communication through that work through understanding what you value and what your beliefs are about those things and that's where often you know uh it, you can call it a day it's like you've got to know inside somebody a lot more and do you like what you see and do you, you like, like what, what you see in yourself and is it worth evolving this yeah. for is this person willing to grow am i willing to grow and again i'm i'm 100 convinced that this is a reflective world and so when you are in a relationship where you feel that there is a stuck, stuck energy or the other person's not trying to grow or change. Now, what you need to ask yourself is what is it within mm. me that I am stuck in? That's not because it is a natural flow of things. Am I, am I doing enough in my world to create something new? Am I doing something to evolve something from what I've already created? Am I giving myself the space to nurture and take care and sit in the stillness mm -hmm. that is me? Or am I a go, go, go at all times? And am I living in a 
dual nature where it's one or the other, or am I allowing these two to combine and walk through this path together? And not only am I creating outside of myself, but I'm also allowing the space to create within myself And that creation could be nurturing environments. It can be taking yourself time to heal. Mm -hmm. It can be putting that out there after the fact and allowing that to just kind of gradually evolve in a, a much larger way. So you're not living in one aspect or the other. And then that translates itself into every relationship that you have. So everything does start with the self for me mm-hmm. and because everything is reflective in the way that I do my work. So my relationships might need some balancing through the lover's card, through the, the duality that is the lovers, but I'm going to start with self to kind of grasp that I need to Uh, balance certain arenas in my life inside of Mm -hmm. myself so that it can then trans transfer out in a better reflection. And then people are naturally going to evolve with me or fall away Mm -hmm. so that the relationship aspect of this isn't going to be the forefront. It's going to be the relationship with myself. And I really noted that whenever I was working through my marriage you know, the things that come up in marriages and, you know, is it time to evolve or is it time to, to back out, you know, that the more I focused on myself and my dual nature, and Mm -hmm. I allowed myself to heal and balance the less chaotic my relationship was. And it's not to say that, you know, as Mel and I discuss in most of these, now we're not talking about life or death situations. You got to get out you just got to do it. You've got to make the decision to leave. And then you can start healing those spaces so that the next relationship is more evolved, is more understanding, has more of the balance that everybody is deserving of having. Yeah. And sometimes if we're looking at beliefs and values uh, that you uh, have, if you're not sure what they are and you're right, it's about going into the self and working out what's important to you and what you do do you believe and and do they still stand true because that can change but what can also make making choices about whether you stay or go or um is establish things on a deeper level and have more intimacy is the amount of investment that you've put into that relationship in the first place right and so you know classic of say relationships that are more abusive um when one partner where the power dynamic is much stronger is even if they realize on some level that it's uh going against what they know is okay and right within any uh relationship because they put the energy and commitment into that or they've created some kind of uh warped attachment to some degree because if it's with somebody where it's abusive and whether that is through violence or minimization, degradation, any of those behaviors that will, will lessen how the other person is. Um, it's, you know, it's not good for your soul development. It's, good, it's not good for you as a person, but it's how do you get enough space to be able to sit back and move out of that inner con- conflict? Because if we don't have anyone to talk about with that stuff, that inner conflict stains and remains within us. And going back to the Hierophant, if that structure that we came from endorses some of those things or passes it and says, well, no, that's fine. That's what happens in relationships. Then it's much harder for that person to maybe make that break uh, towards something that is going to be much kinder, uh, loving, 
less conditional path for them to go on. And that can be sometimes the tough call for some people to make, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And that's why we really have to focus on self and what it is that, you know, we need over other people's wants because your Mm -hmm. needs are always going to be more important than another person's wants. And that's just across the board, just like other people's needs are always going to take over your wants because Mm -hmm. needs are needs. And that's just that simple. So when you allow yourself that space and that space can be, you know, um, taking a longer break in the bathroom, taking a bath, taking a longer shower, taking longer to get ready so that you can have space to think you giving yourself an extra 10 minutes to drive to work. So you can have that full set of time, then give yourself Mm -hmm. that space to do so because, you know, abuse comes in many forms and it's not just in the forms that we think of is like, it's not just physical, sexual. It's not just the narcissist. Everybody has narcissism in them. It's abuse can come in, in many forms and in, in control and manipulation and gaslighting. And when you are used to environments, say you grew up in them and then, and then married into that, then that's really um, a confusing time for us. When we realize that maybe what I've been taught isn't the most appropriate way. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's time for, and maybe you are the abuser, you know, and you haven't realized that and that's okay. You know, again, we aren't here to guilt or shame. What we're here to do is to grow and learn. Mm -hmm. And so once you've kind of learned that maybe you have abusive qualities to you, you can start to adjust and balance those, that duality, that, that lover's aspect of who you are within yourself. This is all of this world is all about balance. It's about balancing the Mm -hmm. skills. Everything is balanced and it takes some chaos to get to that balance. But once you find the balance, it's hard to look away anymore because now you know what it feels like in that balanced nature. And you're not going to stop until you've reached that across the board for yourself. So when the lover's card comes to play, comes into play, it's now time for you to ask yourself, where am I? being, um, opposite of myself in a lot of arenas, where am I out of balance in arenas? Where is it that Mm -hmm. maybe I've taken a masculine role when I could sit back and take the reins off and not be so in control of it. Maybe there's certain aspects that you have just sat back on and you just expect the world to happen for you. And it's time for you to step forward and take control of those aspects So as you can see, it can be a confusing process when it starts to be handed to you and not being gifted from the divine, because now the divine has entrusted you with this experience that they've Mm -hmm. handed you up into this card and said, okay, now it's time for you to do some balancing because we can only do so much for you. Now it's time for you to do the work as well. So, um, you know, the the responsibility, isn't it? It's, you know, so in relationships where there can be conflict or disagreements, that's usually an indicator that there's the potential to grow together as as a couple uh, or in uh, work situations. But if a person can't take responsibility for their part within that, understand, listen, show some empathy and move out of themselves, that's usually an indicator that, um, you're not going to go that far no. in that situation. Because yeah. responability and accountability are game changers inside of any relationship, relationship yeah. with self, relationship with others. 
the moment you can hold yourself accountable or another person can hold themselves accountable, you know, you're making some type of edgeway, sometimes some type of movement forward that breaks the pattern that was, that wasn't working for you. And then after that, it's all comes into action and action speaks louder than any accountability words mm-hmm. world. It's obviously steps in a progress in a progressive way, but you have to take the steps. You have to be accountable for the actions or inaction, the feminine or the masculine side of it. And then you have to step forward and move in a new direction. And this is where action really does change the game for a lot of people within yourself and, and relationships that you hold. Now, this card is ruled by Gemini, which if you've listened to other, other, um, any of our series on the moon, you'll know that Gemini is dual in nature, which is why this holds the lover's card. The dual nature means the holds both the light and the dark. And how do we combine it? How do we balance it? This is just more making the more of an understanding of the, the, the masculine and the feminine side of it. Mm. So inside of this, the planet that's ruling this lover's card is the planet of Mercury, the planet of communication. How do you communicate with yourself? Are you balanced in your communication? Are you harsh on yourself or are you more kind and loving? Do you never hold yourself accountable or do you hold yourself beyond accountability? Uh, there's extremes to everything. Again, this is a card of duality. This is a card of the, the, the extreme, the polarization of both sides and, and how you're walking and balancing somewhere in between them. Sometimes we need to be gentle, even on the harshest things. And sometimes we need to be harsh, even on the gentlest things to get some forward motion. It's all about how it works for you and how you balance this out. And again, it then translates into your experience in the outer world, everything from within as above, so below as without. So within it works in a very balanced way. So when you are working in this communication aspect, the Gemini sign, the dual sign, that everything that, that represents this lover's card, you're starting to realize that the way you communicate with yourself and the way you communicate with others can be either a a positive outcome or a negative outcome, depending on the way that you communicate, the way you Mm -hmm. describe things, the way that you experience the things it's up to you to have this. Now you, you, the card in hand, it's up to you to decide how you're going to live this duality. That is earth that this, this place that we live. Now, the interesting thing is, is the lover's card, even though it's ruled by an air sign, which is communication, it's actually an element of fire. So we're thinking passion. We're Mm -hmm. thinking, um, um, you know, I don't want to bring in another planet, but you would think Mars, what are you passionate about? Right. What is it that, that sparks a fire in you? What is it that makes you want to propel forward? And so when you think lover's card and an outside experience, you're going to think of it in a way that can be very passionate, right. Uh, And what can passion do? It can, it can make or break things. And so Mm -hmm. are you in balance inside of this fire nature that this card represents? Are you in balance in the passion that you have within yourself, your dreams, your goals, your relationships, are they all in balance or are you living very hot and cold experience in the way that you do things? And when the lovers comes forward in a card reading or in a study, then it's time for you to really ask, how am I balancing the things in my world that are naturally, naturally dual in nature? Mm. So it, it can be 
linked traditionally to relationships and relationships that are conscious, conscious connections, whether that's friends or partners, but it can have that essence beyond, um, beyond a short-term relationship, something that's got a deeper um, energy between people, that sexual energy, um, beyond instant gratification, beyond the short-term level of it. But it's about understanding yourself and doing the work so that you can communicate. Because as you've said before, if we go deeper and deeper into any of the any of the issues that we've had in the past that can hinder us, it's now the time to understand yourself and enable other people to understand you. And one of the things that we learn very early on when we're training as um, therapists is if you want to establish good communication, well, one of the first things you have to do is move away from the you to the I. You know, you do this, you do that, you do this, which is very blaming. And it doesn't take long of you, you, you to really um, impact someone else's self-esteem and confidence. Whereas if it's, I feel, and it's, and it can be quite a challenge to say, I feel, I notice when this happens, this is because the best of us, even if we've got good communication skills, when we're in the, uh, you know, in that ripe conflict and it's there and it's raw and it's got that passion, we right. can get so hooked into those old patterns of the it's way easy. that we've communicated in the past, don't yeah. we? Conditioning is hard to break through from, for a reason it's conditioning. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, again, this is why I always start with self. This is why self-talk, self-accountability, self-actualization, self-affirmation, self, self, self will literally change the game in every relationship you have mm. outside of self, Yeah, you know, because even when you get to the, I feel words, and, you know, because anytime anybody that's been to a therapist and any relationship, you will hear the words instead of saying you say I and follow it up with a feeling. I feel this way. But what happens when the I statements are then followed by actions directed at a you statement? Right now we're getting a little deeper. Now you have to ask, really, what is this about the duality of what I'm doing here? Why am I polarizing the mm. I versus you whenever my actions aren't representing the, the I statement, the I feel statements that I've been taught to have? Because you're still conditioned on a deeper, deeper level. You still have healing that needs to be done probably yeah. from childhood because most relationships have some seed from the experience Previous. you had as a child, right? Or maybe yeah. even your very first relationship, yeah. you know, which is usually in your younger years. So you can still count that in your childlike years. And so here we are trying to heal these aspects of ourselves while entering in a new space with another person. So again, this lover's card can represent any relationship in your life, but for the most part, it represents your relationship with you, which mm -hmm. is the main relationship you're going to have your entire existence from the time you're born to the time you, you carry on to the next, you know, the next experience, you are in a relationship with you. And so if you don't know you, if you don't understand you and you can't, um, balance the dual nature that is you, then everything that you have in your experience is going to have some type of polarization, some mm -hmm. type of duality that is going to be hard to, to understand. And then to not only grasp it, but then to enact upon the way you want to change it. And so when we go into the lover's card, it's really time to dig deep and ask myself and just ask, do I want to stay the same or am mm -hmm. I ready to balance and evolve in a new way? 
And when your question is, I'd like to say the same, cause you're happy with who you are. That's great. Be happy with who you are. Nobody's mm-hmm. asking you to change if you're happy with who you are, but if you're starting to reflect relationships that are not matching you, then it's really time to go a little deeper under the surface and ask what it is inside of your nature that is creating these experiences for you to learn lessons from. Because sometimes that's what conflict's about, isn't it? It can be either that one person is challenging the other to be something they're not and wanting them to act and be in ways that that doesn't fit them. Or if it's not about relationships and being in that lover situation, then um, you really need to understand what your own beliefs and values are. And those do those beliefs and values still fit? And if you're not sure what your values are, you need to do a values exercise and the values can be different in different contexts. If we talked before, you can have different values in work in comparison to different values in relationships. And it's an opportunity then to really figure out because that's what then helps us make decisions. We're discerning from the information that's coming in externally. We're working out who we are, what we think and feel about things and having that awareness to understand how our relationship with our parents because whether we like it or not and whether we believe in Freud's early ideas of relationships or not it does have an influence the people that we've spent time with and you only have to be in a family unit or in a group for a certain amount of time and you can see people in that group that remind you of other people in the family and so those things will be happening at the same time that will be evoked but if you can take it as a opportunity to look at okay what am I experiencing what's happening now what's this conflict about rather than um pushing or shoving it over to someone else onto a situation because it that rarely benefits us then we can progress even further can't we yeah yeah you know and again we are so deserving of living this joyful experience that you know it makes the hard work that we have to do worth it because there is a lot of conditioning again, you know, like you mm. were saying, it's one of those, we aren't innately good and we're not innately bad. We just are. And when you surround yourself with people, it, it's, it's scientific. There's proof of this. There are studies that have been done that you become more alike the people you surround yourself with. And especially before you have some form of sense of self or sense of identity, you are with these people, your family all the time. And so they're going to shape who you are. They're going to condition you in ways that you're not even acknowledging yet because we, you haven't reached that point of self-acknowledgement and you have to get through and understand that maybe, you know, the realization that I've been such a conditioned child But there's some of these conditionings I really like that I decided to hold on. But until I, until I got to the place of deep enough to start exploring those places to make that decision, do I like this conditioning or do I need to get rid of this conditioning? I wouldn't know that it was conditioning. I would just think that this is who I am, that this is some form of genetic coding. 
come to find out it's a nature versus nurture thing. And a lot of this is nurture, believe it or not. So how are we nurturing ourselves in a new way? How are we expressing ourselves that are, that is away from the conditioned life that we led as a child. And cause now you're an adult and you are responsible for the way that you're going to condition or the way you're going to carry a tradition or the way you're going to balance these dualities that are within you. And when the lover's card comes forward, you are being given a chance to change your world through yourself. And this is the first time there's not an intervention through the divine. This is the first time that you get to have control. You take the reins. You say, I'm in charge here. How do mm-hmm. I want to expand? And it can be scary. It really can, especially when you start to see these darker aspects of yourself. Now it's not all love and light. Now it's, oh my God, I'm responsible for some of these things. And now it's, you know, I am just as dark as I am light. And how do I balance between the two? So I am not ricocheting back and forth between these polarities and really starting to get a grasp of what I am and what I want to represent and, and taking that self-responsibility and accountability to move forward in your world that you are creating every day through choices. And so the lover's card can be intense, but it also can bring a level of clarity that most of us haven't been able to reach because we're mm-hmm. fearful of the darkness that we might have within us. And we're, some of us are fearful of the light that we might hold, but there's this beautiful in-between world that if you reach that bottom, let's reach the top and then let's fall somewhere in between and see what happens. Right. And you have access to all of it. So you get to kind of experiment here and decide who it is that you want to be, what you want to represent, how you want to carry relationships, the way you want to be a colleague, the way you want to be a friend, a parent, any of it. And it all starts within and the lover's card brings that forward for us. And if that's something that is difficult for somebody to do because they're so in intertwined with the day-to-day conflicts or issues that they're being confronted with and they can't get that clarity then that's when it often helps to go and see somebody outside of your system outside of your family so that you can talk through that because sometimes by talking through that especially in some of the person-centered therapeutic approaches which gives you the opportunity to move beyond what is being played out uh, on a continuous basis in your mind And some of that playing out of that stuff in your mind is due to uh, issues that are re-emerging from a childhood that also needs to be healed. Because unless we get past that bit, we can't go into that deeper part of ourselves and and love on that deeper level because we will keep being faced with this aspect of ourselves that we either don't want to admit to or like, or that somebody else is pointing out and then we have to go, we have to decide. Whether right. That, is that me know, or is that the projection useful. of me? Yeah. 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 Cause you have to be yeah. careful. And that's where we learned in the Hierophant. A lot of it was that discernment or even in the emperor, we learned a lot of discernment, which was, you know, these are the leaders and maybe they've let me down, but the message was still there. So now we yeah. need to discern between the message and the human being behind it, you know? And yeah. so that's really important for us, especially when you're starting to walk into the realm of working and healing on yourself. Now, again, it's not all love and light. Now it's like the work is here and here we go. And it's up to me to make the choices on what I want to be and who I want to represent. And childhood plays such a significant role, you know, and I'm not 
trying to oversell it. I'm not trying to undersell it, but we have to accept it for what it is so that we can mm. become something more than what we were. One of the questions you might want to ask yourself is at what age do I remember my first trauma? And this trauma could be anything from a cat passing away and you may be not being emotionally supported the way you should have, or it could have been a different kind of trauma where you were physically abused or sexually hurt, something along those lines. Find that age group and start there from healing. Start understanding that the way that you were responded to, the way that you were feeling, that it matters. And you are really stuck in a lot of ways in that emotional self that you were when that happened and allow yourself to heal from an eight-year-old's perspective, a 10-year-old's perspective, a 22-year-old's perspective and work your way up. And you'd be amazed at how quickly and easily you can get things done if you're not taking it in chunks and you're going straight to the root and the root's usually the youngest experience you can remember and then go from there. And if you get yourself into a position where you don't feel there's a way out, there's therapeutic help everywhere for you. Mm -hmm. And that therapy can really help you unwind the knots and the tangles in that and get you into a, a safer space, a more, uh, a, a better footing, a stronger foundation so that you can step forward even further, because sometimes yeah. trauma is almost too much to bear in the beginning. And so that's why we have things, you know, therapeutic services available to us for those purposes so that you can yeah. get yourself into a position where you can understand and logically pick out the emotion so that you can examine it and understand it. Again, we don't have to be one or the other. You can be both logical mm -hmm. and emotional and we are naturally aimed at one but you are quite capable of pulling through both and understanding again, it's balance. It's the balance. There's a duel yeah. between logic and emotion and you can balance both of those out as well. And it, it could be that it's temporary, whatever your current conflicts and challenges are within either the decisions that you're making, the choices that you're coming up against or within the relationship that you're forming, because every relationship when it moves into, I don't know, month, three, four, five, six, will bring, like you say, those early experiences that will form your attitude about how you relate to people and what role you think they play and the role that you're playing within that. Um, and if you are stuck or if you're finding that you're getting overwhelmed and confused all the time and you can't make your way forward, then that is the time to talk about it. Equally, if you've had a model of the world that you kind of know deep down is a little bit distorted based on your earlier experiences, what you can do is decide what you want to reach for. And if you're not quite sure what that is, when you're observing friends and people in the community or uh, people have got relationships that you really admire, unpick that and, uh, and think, what is it that I see that I like? How is it they're interacting that I would like to have in mind? How are they talking with each other? What is it that's happening there that I would like more of and it and it's a practice within NLP when you move into mastership that if these if these elements or ways of being that somebody has that you would like you start to really un, unpick that and go in into that on a deep level right. and start to try and emulate that or even have spend more time around those people as you say who we hang around with will have an influence and shape how we view the world and if we've only got friends around us that equally I've only ever experienced trauma and they haven't had successful relationships, then the chances are we're not getting any wisdom from that source. We need to find another source and a, a font that has much more brightness and qualities to it. Yeah. Cause you are 
what you're trying to emulate or what you're trying mm. to run away from, right? You are capable of all of it. Again, this is all about duality. Mm. You are capable of the highest high and the lowest low, the greatest great and the worst of the worst. You are capable of all of these things. That's why I say you are both an empath and a narcissist. You have both available to you. It's your choices that lead you into the direction that you're in. And so when we emulate or want to be more like somebody, or we see somebody in this world that we would like to, to be more like, that's because that's something within you. Yeah. And if you hate something in somebody, that is because you're capable yeah. of that too. And so now we're learning how, what this duality looks like and how we polarize things and how we need to bring this polarity into a balance of sorts. And so that we can understand who we are what we want to be and allow others to be a part of that learning process and not the detriment to us, but more of a lesson for us. Um, yeah. you know, there's a couple of questions that I would ask myself when the lover's card comes into play and that's where in my life, do I find harmony? Hmm. Where in my life could I use more harmony? What relationships in my life are in balance? What relationships in my life are out of balance? What within me needs balancing? And that can be, you can ask that as, as in masculine, feminine, or a generalized question. And all of these questions will help lead you to the understanding of what the lover's card is trying to represent for you. It's all about balance and harmony, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Um, yeah, and if there's too much imbalance, that certainly needs looking at. But um, and and where do you where do you really give yourself that time, that self love, that self nurture, that space to really sink into yourself and reflect on those things? Because there's so many people that will just come up with something at some point, and it's usually you know our relationships are our biggest teachers. So you know it's usually what's going on within them. However, just as a, a small point, if we've got someone that really does have typical narcissist stick on that higher end of the spectrum, yeah. psychopathological behavior where they are closed or no maneuvering and will only be that type of person, no matter if you find yourself trying and trying and trying to do things differently to make it work. Um, then that can be an indicator that that's not a healthy relationship. Absolutely. And this goes back <laughs> to the value system. Once your value system, you've healed, your value system changes, and then you recognize that a person's not willing to grow with you, then it's yes. time to really reevaluate if that relationship is worth your time, effort, yeah. and energy. Yeah, absolutely. And that's really all I have on this, except for the tarot reading. Did you have anything else? No, I'd, I'd love to hear the tarot reading. Perfect. All right. So what we're going to do is find the lover's card in the deck. We're going to lay it right in the center, right? And then we're just going to do a four card spread all around it. The first question is the feminine. Where is my feminine at? Right. Mm. Again, we can change the perspective on this. And if you want this to be in a relationship, you can, right? The female, the masculine, the feminine, the masculine, the feminine. If you are a feminine, this represents you. Obviously, if it doesn't matter the sex of the other person, it just allows this to, to happen. You can put feminine, 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 masculine, masculine on it. So the feminine is the first card. Whereas my masculine at is the second card. What is the temptation? What is keeping me out of balance is the third card. 
And then the fourth card is what is the higher force between the two? What is the thing that creates the balance, if you will? So you have the temptation that leans you into one side or the other out of balance. And then you have the higher force that comes in and says, here is where you find the balance. Allow the cards to soak in, read their information, allow the intuition that you've learned through the high priestess to come in and it will guide you into where you're out of balance, what needs balancing, where you're in balance and how you can move forward with everything mm -hmm. that is available to you. So when you hit the lover's card, allow that, that, that lover's card to kind of direct how you're seeing using, you know, Mel's really great at using images. And a lot of people are use the images on the cards to kind of tap you into your more intuitive side, allow the reading itself to be the gateway into asking yourself deeper questions. These are mm -hmm. here as, as a preface to what can lead you into a deeper understanding of your psyche of yourself and others around you. And that's it. That's brilliant. And I, and I think one thing I'd like to add on that is what I'd like to see more of is the valuing of masculine and the feminine and like you say however that looks in any of the relationships as all having a role to play there isn't any you know there's no hierarchy in this it's no. it's how do we work because harmony is about working in tandem isn't it so how do yeah. we bring the best out of each other out of each group out of each relationship and then work through whatever those differences are what you can negotiate on and what what you can't and right. what works well that you can move into the future with and if it's a decision around work um or anything else that's going on in your life you need to really go back to what are my beliefs what are my values what works for me what will light me up in these situations because when we're lit up and we bring that joy then that emanates doesn't it in yeah. anything that we do yeah it really does truly does. And the lover's card is really good to help you understand the depth of the gravity and the depth of these things. Yeah, definitely. So that's it for the lover's card today. And, uh, I look forward to us doing, uh, you know, the next step in this series as I we know, move it's gonna be through exciting. each of the cards. Yes. Yes. So enjoy. I hope you're enjoying the journey. Remember to like, and subscribe. We are here to build this community of helping to learn and grow more about ourselves and the others around us and join us on our Facebook page at Mel and Danielle. Thank you. Thank you. See you soon. Bye-bye.